If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to know about my other favorite pods on the Ringer Podcast Network. Well, one of them is Higher Learning. It's hosted by Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay, and they discuss the biggest topics in black culture, politics, and sports. Last week, they discussed the Blackburn takeover at Howard University and supporters of Julius Jones. Sometimes they touch on just really silly things, but they also conquer really important things. It's a great podcast that will keep you informed and will teach you stuff. So... I suggest you check it out. It's available every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Lemon. It's it's a crossover of sorts today. I am joined by the hosts of Dear Shandy, Charlene Joy, and Andy Levine. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Well, we're good. good. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, we're thrilled to be here. We are. Thank you for doing this. Um, Charlene, last time I spoke to you, you had just decided to stop writing your recaps and do video recaps for your YouTube page. And now here you are with this <laughs> whole podcast. So I feel like a a lot has changed in your um, bachelor recapping world in the last year. I think that was like almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, I don't know if I would have guessed that the one constant would have been recapping The Bachelor. But <laughs> yes, the medium has changed drastically. And now I get to watch with Andy, my husband, which makes it honestly a lot more fun. The whole thing's just more fun. Definitely. It's in general, I think reality TV is best enjoyed in groups and with friends. Otherwise, you're just sort of like silently judging alone. So <laughs> discuss it with other people. And it's, it's it's also a more shameful experience when you're alone. I think uh, there's yeah. more there's more capacity to experience shame. Yeah, definitely, because it's like hidden, it's secret. This is a whole yeah. psychological conversation we could get into. <laughs> yeah. um, Andy, did you watch the show prior to this podcast? Um, no, the extent of my experience with the show was with uh, once I met with Charlene. I watched basically highlights of her season. I just fast forwarded to her parts of the Juan Pablo season. And then since we've been together, because, you know, out of camaraderie, solidarity and marriage, <laughs> I have I have over the past few years watched many episodes of The Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. But never a full season. But never a full season. Okay. So this is your first full season? Well, no. Michelle? No, oh, Katie was oh, my first. Yeah, right. we Katie. started recapping. And then Bachelor in Paradise. And now Michelle will be my third full season. Oh, wow. Full. Okay. And I mean full. More full than most people ever experience because uh, we have to recap. Yeah, seriously. Do you guys watch it more than once? I tend to watch it twice or I do like a <sighs> one full watch. And then I go back and forth and try so to like in check my- out stuff. In my early recapping days, I would watch twice, but I now have a whole system Oh. around around try to make it so I only have to watch once and then I have I like put little asterisks to be like come back check that quote check that yeah. check that moment and then that way I just have to fast forward yeah Charlene's a master at this stuff I don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> so you got a whole system. Um, you guys mentioned Katie. Let's start with the Katie news. Katie and Blake, they broke up. Yeah. Were you guys were you guys surprised? <laughs> no comment. Okay. So I I saw it on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, Katie and Blake. I was so upset. And Andy was like, are you actually surprised? <laughs> like he was totally <laughs> nonplussed. And I don't know. I guess I thought that they would last a minute, I guess. I, I think, think it's Blake, been one minute, so they did make it that long. They, they <laughs> made exactly a bachelor nation minute. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I believed in them. I maybe I'm naive. I think Blake drunk his own Kool Aid at, at one point. He drunk it. He drank. He done drank his own Kool Aid. <laughs> um, Blake just seemed like he was destined for paradise. So I kind of feel like he got robbed. I think that Blake really could have soared if he'd gone to the beach. And I just think this was sort of like. This is not how history was supposed to play out. And like I now in <laughs> retrospect feel like all of Katie's season was was just not how things were supposed to go. And I feel like it's gonna be like a lost season. And those a lot of those like guys will not really be heard from again. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. sort of, I just feel like two episodes into Michelle, just feel like she's such a this season feels so much more spectacular in like the literal sense. And I'm just sort of like, mm-hmm. sorry, Katie. And I have to say, I was calculating, I think they lasted less than five months because from the end of the show till when yeah. they probably broke up. If they announced it this week, they probably broke up like at That's least a good two point. weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And someone was saying, I, I was reading comments online that they were really expert level because I think they were still posting together until fairly recently. Yes. But I agree with you, Juliet, that I feel like Katie's season did not turn out the way anyone wanted it to or expected it to. And both, I think, production and audiences alike. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm like ready. I was ready to move on right away once it ended. I was like, great. Paradise. Did you, did you guys watch Paradise? You did, right? Oh, yeah. We, did, oh, yeah. Yeah. we recapped it. Yep. A, sure a lot did. to take in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Brendan, goodness. Piper. Great Maybe. stuff. Yes. Do you, guys, um, do you guys hang out with the Bachelor people in, in New York? <laughs> we do. I mean, not not the younger generation. Although I we sure. have met a bunch recently. Yeah. We met... Uh, Brie, we met Greg. Uh, I recently hung out with Kit at an event. So gradually, we're not we're not as in it as we used to be. I don't know. We're getting we're older. I know. <laughs> like, I'm 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 old too. I, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I realized when we met one of these contestants. Uh, this contestant had a very young mother that I was the same age as her mother. <laughs> That's when you know. And I was like. Oh my God. I don't know. Is if that Bree's mom? Yeah, it's Bree's mom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. When she was on the show, I was like, wow, I'm I'm much closer to Bree's mother's age than to Bree. Bree yeah. is lovely. I met She's her as well. Absolutely lovely. lovely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely lovely. And doesn't she seems also older than she is, like just she's super mature, really curious, mm-hmm. and just yes. really composed. But that was just a sort of jarring experience to know that in the past I would have reached out to every New York-based Bachelor Nation person ever. And now I'm like, I'm I feel yeah. too much shame. And hard, uh, <laughs> and and harder for me was I could actually be Bree's mother's father. <laughs> Technically speaking. There's a lot of layers here. Um, from a biological talk- standpoint, yes, you I totally technically could. could have I think I could have got that job done. It would have been a little tough, but I would have got there. I swear we're gonna talk about Michelle season, but can I just ask you, what was Greg like? I feel like there's such like a or he was absolutely Greg. lovely. I, we have to say we were. It was an awkward situation because can I tell the story of how that happened? Or is it? I mean, you can. I, I. He was a lovely person. He was really lovely, honestly. Because I know there's all this like, ooh, Greg Grippo, this Greg Grippo, that. Well, but. Bachelor Party is pretty pro Greg. We, we oh, really? Defend, okay. De- defended okay. him. I, I would say. Not that I think he was perfect, but I also don't think he did a lot of things he was accused of. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's more nuanced, and I sort of felt for him. Well, that aside, he, he was absolutely lovely. And I, and I, you know, another layer of that was I'm pretty sure he knew what we had said, which was uh-huh. not that flattering about that episode. And he took it in stride without, you know, missing a bit. He was extremely gentlemanly and lovely, and we were impressed. But I do agree that it really got out of hand. Yeah. The Greg stuff. Yeah. Like, he, he messed up, but I also, but like Brendan is way more of a gaslighter than Greg in my, Greg oh, just had, I think Greg had like a, a, a emotional meltdown. Yeah. Bre- yeah. I, I, in retrospect, in hindsight, seeing him in real life and seeing what he did on the show, I kind of agree with that. 
And I do believe that Brendan and Piper were more like true villains in yeah. their machinations. I also really related to Greg. Like he is clearly not super extroverted and I, you can see how yes. we sort of just wound up on the show. And when we got talking about what it's like to sort of get recognized and have people make all these assumptions about you, I was like, ooh, I, yeah. I really related to, to his feelings around it all. Interesting. Um, I think that's a really good segue into Michelle's season because my biggest question from this week, and I'm curious what you guys think, is how did Joe end up on this show? And I mean that in all the different <laughs> ways, like from them maybe yeah. having met and him being also seeming pretty introverted and not that comfortable on camera. I'm just like so confused about how they find Joe and how, how that ends up happening. And um, Joe is the basketball guy that, that go that like kind of ghosted her. Very handsome. Mm-hmm. Very handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's part of how he ended up on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little. I feel like you could just sort of stop right there. <laughs> like yeah. at his face. I have, I have all our faces right here. That's oh, how nice. Prepared we are. Uh, so the, are you asking us, like, we should actually know the answer to that question? Well, no, I'm just sort of, like, <laughs> curious, like, how someone like that or, like, Greg ends up on TV. Like, someone who's not naturally extroverted and someone who maybe isn't that comfortable with cameras. But Joe certainly must have gotten a lot of attention in his life if he's, if he's a Division I mean, one basketball he's player. The, he's the number, he was the number one basketball player in the state where Michelle was the number two basketball player. Yeah. They They had... Whether or not they had DM'd, if that was knowledge by production, I don't know. Do you, I don't think it was. Do you think Michelle may have been like, hey, there was this guy, he ghosted me, but see if you can find him and get him on the show? Well, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I'm pretty sure that producers reach out more than they used to in the mm. old days, even though there's more to gain by going on the show. And I'm sure there's a huge influx of applicants for that reason. I also think that there's a lot of outreach. And I just know that from talking to certain you know, people over the years and knowing how, how much more often they reach out to men. I Mm. should specify that. Interesting. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that he was reached out to and didn't apply, but I would not be surprised if that happened. And second of all, I mean, there is a lot to gain by going on the show. So if he wasn't reached out to, I can totally see how if he remembered her from the DMs, he's like, well, it is The Bachelor. Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of feel yeah, like, yeah, that. he does seem introverted and innocent, but also there is a ton to gain <laughs> by just showing up. Yeah, I think there was effort on both sides and basketball was the, the glue that brought <laughs> sure. that together. Yeah. yeah, I love all the basketball stuff. Like, it's like a thrill for me when there's a, when there's a big sports connection, just because like I perso- personally am attracted to athletes and moreover, like love sports. So I'm just like, this is great. Let's have all the sports possible. So it's very, it's, yeah. I find that very fun. I thought I actually thought the basketball, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I thought that basketball game was actually engaging. Like it was as to me, me as as fun as watching just an NBA basketball game. Um. Isn't it embarrassing for Joe that his team lost? I mean, he's definitely the best player on the court and they couldn't they couldn't get the win. But he was he had some weak links on his team. <laughs> Several. But I also yeah. feel like he was trying to not show anyone up, which I thought was very sweet. Well, it's interesting when he knew he had to turn it on. He actually it was like a light switch. He just scored yeah. what he scored like 20 points in a row. That was the most insane comeback I've ever seen. And I made a point of it on our podcast. I don't think enough attention was paid to the fact that that was <laughs> one of the great comebacks in sports history. <laughs> We need a 30 for 30 on that basketball game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all of Joe's ba- and all of Joe's background and ha- how he got to where he is. We looked into it and he played in Minnesota for two years and then transferred to St. Mary's. But it seems like he did actually play. So he's like legit. Very good. Not oh, just yeah. In the bachelor world. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I, it was exciting. Um, what did you guys think about him uh, getting MVP, though? His team lost. I wasn't surprised by this. I mean, we've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen like someone didn't Mari get MVP in that stupid Bride Wars game? Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh wow, nice callback. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You didn't watch that season. I have a vague idea <laughs> of what you could be talking about. <laughs> yeah, all I'm saying is that they usually do pick an MVP from the losing team. And then of oh, course Oh, to like make everyone mad that there's like a a loser who gets to join the, the I think it's party. kind of a win-win in that they feel bad because that person did work so hard and were sort of held back by their team and then of course you do have the chance for drama because that person most likely gets the group date rose even though they were not on the winning team. No. Right. I mean if, right. if if a losing team player ever deserved an MVP it was Joe in that game. Yep. 
And Malik, uh, Malik, obviously Malik, the Scottie Pippen to Joe's Michael Jordan was very upset <laughs> that uh, he was left out of that. You could tell. I mean, rightfully so. He, he, he did play some good ball. Oh my God. He had probably had the best like highlight alone. I mean, Joe, best player, but Malik, best highlight with that um, layup he had. And I was, oh, yeah. I was pretty impressed. I Googled it. Mm-hmm. He plays in some like unofficial league too in San Diego, which I, uh, or I guess it's official. It's just not the NBA, but he also, yeah, also, a, not also a hooper. He, uh, I, I know. I, I noticed that as well. I would like everyone to just have like a background, sort of like LinkedIn for The Bachelor, but it's like, just tell me all of like your, your credentials of like, where did, you, <laughs> where did you play basketball? Why did they pick you? It's always where the bios are so interesting, right? It's like, just tell us everything that could potentially be germane to why you're on this show. They're really, I think with their, their ABC's missing out on a potential spinoff or another Bachelor franchise show, the, the amount of athletic talent in The Bachelor pool is like one notch below professional sports. Absolutely. And sometimes basically at professional sports, just a, you know, a little rusty. They could have like a Bachelor, like, I don't know, you call it, can you think of a good name for a sports Bachelor themed um, show? Shoot, I'm going to think of one. Ba- like something like, I don't know, Bachelor, it's like bas- Bachelor cast-offs, but not actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 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 a like um major league bachelor or mm. professional anyway, national bachelor association out. national bachelor association <laughs> the nba the other nba the other nba yeah yeah i <laughs> exactly. want to see that i mean you, you could have some great games and then you have them vying for the love of somebody is that's not this is not working is it and i mean i would watch charlene's not I interested in this this idea there's so many other things they could be doing i mean that, that's for sure just in general with all with all of this talent i mean paradise is the tip of the iceberg i liked when they did winter games many years ago i thought that was very fun and stupid yeah so that was good i never like watched it <laughs> no. our friend was on winter Games. i never watched winter games i'm bad which mm. friend leslie M- michael g oh michael g cool yeah yeah Nice. Um, yeah, he was on that. I, for, I forgot about that. But it was, yeah, that was yeah, a great I think, time. I think a lot, a lot of people forgot that he was on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had forgotten that like it was a big deal that Ben went on it. So that one, when Becca went on Paradise, like she was though the first lead to be on Paradise, not the first lead to do like a spinoff, essentially. So I thought I had totally forgotten about that, sort of the significance there. So anyway, yeah. she me- I think she mentioned that in a, in a podcast recently. But anyway, mm. um. What did you guys think about Jamie overall? We'll go through all of his his deceptions slash his emotional story. Very <laughs> calm. I found the whole thing to be a real emotional roller coaster. Curious, yeah. like having you know, let, having had the episode marinate for a few days. Like, how do you feel about him now? <laughs> I I mean, we both really like Jamie. Honestly, even though he was very villainy. The entertainment value in the type of villainy he provided was really unparalleled. Oh, yeah. And I also, it's just like a real wave. It's like a very up and down relationship I've had with Jamie from yeah. the beginning. I, at first I saw him, I was like, ah, this guy's a little too slick. Something's going on here. I don't like him. And then he kind of started winning me over. And then he really won me over with his, like the sto- his backstory. It's just I mean, like so yeah. impressive. Like you said, he's... emotional roller coaster. I was crying during that. It yeah. was very moving. I mean, and then, then he made a big fuss about the, you know, the Joe thing. And I was like, oh, here it goes. The old plot line of the guy who like, you know, gets upset yeah. about some other guy's situation instead of worrying about himself, which is what you should be doing. But then he told her, and I thought he did a pretty good job, except for throwing everybody else under the bus. Well, th- okay, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't even throwing him under the bus. It was completely made up. Like he yeah, is the one lied. who, yeah, who brought this information yeah, yeah. to everyone. And was oh. the He's one like, who was bothered by it. Oh yeah. He brought the bus driver in. He paid him to drive yeah. and then he threw them under the bus. But, <laughs> yeah. but he the whole thing, the whole thing, but I love the way he didn't fess up. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. That's why we love him again, because it was so annoying. He did that. And we've seen other contestants do that sort of thing where they pretend to speak on behalf of the group. And by doing so, they're pretending to be the one who has her back. You know, they're her confidant. But by him not admitting to the group, and then we got all that great footage great. of him being like, oh, who would do that? It was just such entertainment. You were just waiting. You're like, he's going to do it now. He's going to do it now. Oh, he's definitely going to do it now. Oh, he didn't do it yeah, at all. It was great. It was great. 
He he definitely has a lot of bravado to him. Like when he was like, I I go to a third world country within 24 hours notice. I was just like, okay, dude, anyone anyone can buy a plane ticket. Perhaps there's some visa issues to suss out, but he, that was my that was probably my favorite quote of the week. And there oh, was a amazing. lot of actually good quote good quotes. But his story about his mom was so so moving. I actually yeah. I thought it was like a um, a narrative evolution for the villain to also have like this really serious yeah. story where he's mm-hmm. actually much more like complex than like a Carl or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, Jamie, for me, has become one of the more, very quickly, one of the more complex characters I've ever seen on The Bachelor. I have so many mixed feelings about him, but they all kind of amount to me wanting to see where his story goes, being intrigued. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want him to leave anytime soon. No. I want to keep seeing what happens with him, yeah. which is saying something. Oh, definitely. It is kind of exciting when there's like a variation on a theme on the show where I'm like, oh, great, this is new. <laughs> this is different. We haven't seen this before. Exactly. Yeah, and a villain who you can kind of see why they feel the way they feel. Like when someone's just being outsmarted by production, you know, you can tell that there's sort of the rugs being pulled out from under them and maybe they just weren't self-aware enough. I don't really love watching that kind of villain because then I just feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah. But in Jamie's case, I guess what gets me is that even though his execution was so terrible and he lied about who was bothered by it, his frustration came from like a legitimate place, in my mm-hmm. opinion, like knowing what he knew about a rumor he had heard from his friend in Minnesota, combined with the fact that he had had this one on one date and was, you know, presumably emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. The confluence of all of those factors oh, is really interesting to yeah. me. I just wish he'd been honest when he confronted her. That's all. Right. Uh, that that part was just like, OK, you've manufactured this completely. But he lost me a little bit there. It's just like, this is just blatant lying. Like, like she yeah. can't trust him. Well, that part was a lie, but it's, I just want to add to what you said. Like when you're, it's like watching um, like a boxing match from your couch. You're like, oh, hit him, hit him, hit him. They think it's, it looks so easy. But like when you're in the game and you don't have the vantage point of the audience on the couch watching the edited show, he has no idea. And honestly, like some of the pieces of evidence that he had about Joe were pretty damning. Like from yeah. our perspective, we can sort of put together the, her reaction of the limo exit mm-hmm. and the conversation they had on the one-on-one and, you know, some other backstory and internet, whatever you want to do. You can sort of figure out, which we'll get to later, that Joe probably isn't the same Joe that she was with, but he had no idea, none. He had no <laughs> evidence to that. All the evidence he had suggested that she was just planted this guy, Joe, and then that was who she was going home with. He still what lied. What do you mean? <laughs> he still you lied. He still lied. He still lied. Yes. Yeah. But but Big I'm time. saying his his initial yeah. suspicion no. was valid. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andy, what do you mean by that? It's not the Joe that she thought she was with. I I strongly believe that the quote light-skinned baller that this guy friend of his was talking about is not Joe. Oh yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Yeah. She's she seemed too mad for that to be the case and like too focused on um, sort of like putting it all out there and, and being mm-hmm. honest and everything. She just seems like a really upstanding person. So I just yeah. feel like that wouldn't have happened. It doesn't, there's a lot of things about it that don't make sense. Like her right. initial reaction when he came out, the conversation they had that it just, it does make sense. And also the fact, I really believe her when she said in front of the group that this is the first time I'm meeting all of you. Yeah. I also think that was also a little bit of a, like a red herring for the fact that there was more with her and Joe than meets the eye. But I do believe that she had met all those people the first time, the first night she met them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also, like, a light-skinned basketball player is, like, the most nondescript description <laughs> it's, possible. It's so, I yeah. totally agree, yeah. It could be literally anyone. Like, I, I mean, you know, there's... A hundred percent. And how does the, the people who saw him in the bar even know that this guy played basketball? Like, who who knows? Like, it could just be anyone. And maybe mm-hmm. he was just jealous, like, and maybe he was right. drunk and just talking shit. Yeah, it's sure. also just very human nature to be like, oh, look at them together. They must be dating. Like, right. ooh, like ooh, she said. I have some dirt. Like, yeah. Exactly like she said. Yeah. 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 I, um, I'm also curious what how you guys have felt about the way I think race has been pretty foregrounded this season versus, you know, particularly compared to like Matt's season where it felt way, to me, it felt way more forced. I'm just sort of curious, like, for you guys as viewers, how you have felt about the way it's been handled so far. I actually think it's been handled really well. Am I, I in the minority? Yeah, I just no, love I that agree. they're like, yeah, I'm biracial. You know, I grew up like this. And we, you know, you could see how people have that in common. And it's just sort of like, 
it's both at the foreground and also not a, a topic of discussion, which is... Yeah, it's yeah. not forced, right. but it's present. Yeah. yeah, And I also exactly. think we got a good kernel of knowledge from Michelle about the whole like being seen with a black man and first being seen with a white man in Minnesota. I thought that right. was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I I, th- I feel like it's another step forward. I, I, have, I felt like through two weeks, like the show's kind of like back on track in a way where it feels like silly, like with some of the dates and some of this. And Michelle seems like she's like a real silly side to her, but they mm-hmm. seem to have learned some lessons and seem to be doing a better job of like showing who Michelle is more fully. Whereas I felt like re- with Matt and with Katie, I felt like I just felt like we got like one personality trait for Katie. It was like that she was sex positive. Mm-hmm. And for Matt, mm-hmm. it's that he like loves to work out. I'll never, I'll never get over how much Matt <laughs> loves to work out. <laughs> and that was kind of it. And then they like force these other conversations. And I actually think in some ways not having a, a proper host this season has allowed Michelle to, to be like her own, like speaker yep. herself and not have to rely on like a interlocutor of any kind. Yeah. yeah. She's been cast very well. I think it's, it, it's a testament to casting us to how important it is to cast a strong lead in these shows. A yeah. strong, full, complete human lead. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, do you guys human. know who the next Bachelor is? <laughs> we do now. Yes. Now yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. So in our first episode recap, Andy managed to have avoided this information. It was really impressive. Wow. Okay. I know, right? Do you have and an so- internet connection? <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> I have an internet connection that blocks Bachelor content. Yes, so I polled our listeners and 95% of them said, yeah, tell him, but tell him when you when you roll. So in, in the episode two recap, I do tell him. So but he I does did, know. I did guess correctly. Yes. You did. It, I did. I guessed correctly. And I don't, I, ordinarily I'd be tooting my own horn pretty big time. That's a huge guess. The odds are like- I mean, One in 30. One in 30, yeah. <laughs> One, yeah exactly. That's pretty good odds. But- I mean, are you kidding? Like, first of all, I I knew that it was going to be a white guy because right. they're not going to have two black guys in a row. This is just a you know the way ABC is working. But does he look any more? Could could you look any more like a a bachelor than this guy, Clayton? Yeah, he he does he does sort of just like fit the mold of like kind of um, hunky white dude, athletic build, right. like just sort of re- like, you know, not that striking, but then you take a closer exactly. look and you're like, oh, okay, you're handsome, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I actually think it's more the other way around. Like at a glance, you're like striking. And then when you look, you're like, ah. Yeah, oh, that too. I'm not into him, but uh, I'm just surprised he hasn't been on the show more through two episodes. Like I thought we would be getting a lot more of him to like build him up. Are you guys surprised by that at all? I, to be honest, am wondering... I would have enjoyed recapping this season, analyzing his edit, knowing he would be crowned Bachelor. But I also know the show is not afraid to go back and change edits, knowing what ends up happening. So I feel like in these first two episodes, more of him would have been shown. Obviously, he'll get his one-on-one. He'll get his story shown. He'll get all the things, all the trappings that will um, cause him to be crowned in the end anyway. But I also think I wouldn't put it past them to sort of Tone, tone it down because they mm. don't really need to. Like everyone knows, except for right. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Until recently. What, what's some other information that made it to you late from Bachelor Nation? I mean, most things, like what, almost everything. <laughs> almost everything. He doesn't really follow Bachelor people. He's never on his Explore page. Mm. It's just not, it, it, I, to be honest, I love it. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But the internet, the internet gives you what you want. And if you if if you don't search uh, or you know for bachelor stuff, you're not going to get bachelor stuff. Like right. it, that's what the internet knows who you are. They know what you want. <laughs> that Google's just took a dark all the goods turn. on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm currently in a Instagram detox. Like I try, I, I've taken the app off my phone. Good for only, you. Thank you. It's not that I'm not using it, but I've taken off my phone, which makes a huge difference. Like I have to like be at my laptop or like find my iPad somewhere in my apartment to check it if I really want to know what's up. And it wow. is such a different way of like spending the day. I, I honestly like really recommend it. Like my reading of books has shot up because I like recovered all this time that wow. would just be like idle moments in between where I just would get stuck books. in an Instagram hall and feel horrible. You about probably myself. are happier too. 
Yeah, 100%. It's just like less stressful. But I, then I am late to news. I'm just like, oh, so what, what What happened this weekend, both in Bachelor Nation and the real world? Like, it, it's funny, though. It does things get to you later. Yeah, but you read books. <laughs> yes. What's the So the trade-off is either be well-read or no Bachelor <laughs> news like two hours before you would have ordinarily. <laughs> Do you know what inspired me is the day that Instagram went down. I was like, this is a better day than I usually have. And so I was like, I got to I got to scale it back. Imagine <laughs> so, if the whole Internet went down for a week. Well, Imagine how good that week would be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, it's funny. Uh... Since I work at The Ringer, I'm like extremely online. And a few years ago, AWS, Amazon Web Services went down, which is sort of like the infrastructure that powers like over half of the internet. And it was mm. sort of like being in a black hole for a day. I was like, well, I can't, can't do anything. Can't check anything. So. Is that delightful? <laughs> it, well, it was stressful at the time. We had like, it was short into the life. It was soon into the life of The Ringer. So I was like, we can't lose oh, okay. a day. But anyway, it was kind of funny when you take those things out of the equation. But I do think that the sort of onlineness of the world has also contributed to like the continued growth of The Bachelor and its abilities to like make people oh, famous for a short mm-hmm. period of time. Or not short yep. anymore. Or not short. Yeah, <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Who who of the season so far of Michelle's dudes do you feel like is the most, the clearest wrong reasons, guys? And just like here for here for the clout <laughs> and whatever is going to take them to the next step of their, their lives. I love that clout is back. <laughs> yeah. I, me too. After do, you remember paradise. Clout, do you remember clout, the like service that would like measure your impact on the internet? The K, clout with the K. No, oh my God. I totally remember that. That's gone. Obviously. Right. It's gone. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a sick idea. It was before it's time, but also a sick idea. Okay. Wrong reasons. And this is, I don't say this with any hate. I think it's just reasonable. Yeah. It's just, I'm just being objective based on not a whole lot so far. I'm going to obviously go with Peter. That one's pretty obvious based on this episode. Mm -hmm. And even though we haven't seen any of him, Chris S, I keep having, I keep talking about Chris S, but we haven't seen much of him, but Chris S just strikes me as the kind of guy that is like, ah, I'll get some followers. (laughs) He's the commodities broker from West Hollywood, right? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. um I feel that anyone who works in finance in LA is like questionable because you're such a disadvantage <laughs> just just time wise you're such a disadvantage with all the markets like you have to wake up really early that it's just oh, a yeah. bad life it's a bad life decision so Chris asks I question his judgment because is he waking up at <laughs> four like what's he what's he doing with the markets in China oh like God, how I, is he keeping I, up I totally respect this opinion <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Your logic is is excellent. Is there anyone else? I think I think Peter clearly for the wrong reasons. The um, pizzapreneur. He was. Um, I thought he seemed like an actor, and I don't think there's wrong anything wrong with actors going on the show. But him and Will were so like outlandish that I just like this can't this can't be real. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, Ro- I, I think Romeo might be there for the wrong reasons, just because he's so classy. I love so, Romeo. Ugh, I was so excited. Obviously, my name is Juliet. There's a, I also, <laughs> I was like, there's a Romeo on the show who's from New York City. 
He's a mathematician. He went to Harvard. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I was just like prepared to love him. And so far, I've just sort of been eh on him. I don't yeah. know. Didn't I'm not against him, but I just I, I don't my heart isn't full the way I was hoping for. I, I get the feeling Romeo just kind of wanted to be on TV. I don't think I think he's just there for the for the ride. Oh my god, Romeo is doesn't deserve this, you guys. <laughs> Romeo hasn't gotten enough airtime. Oh no, to Romeo's shine. fantastic. There's I like nothing him as a wrong human. reasons about him. Look at that face. Oh, he's fantastic. He's a handsome, handsome guy. He went to Stuyvesant too. I went to Bronx Science, so I was like oh my very excited god. about that. How did yeah. you get into Bronx Science? Took a test, same way Romeo got into Stuyvesant. You know, God, you guys are so smart. <laughs> are those smart kids schools? If you get a They're free like ride, schools. it's like an amazing yeah. school. It's so hard to get into. Oh wow! Thanks. I was, ex- I was excited about this connection, and I just I don't know. He, I definitely gotta try to get him on the podcast. And if I get denied, I'm gonna have to write a Shakespearean tragedy about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the other Romeo and Juliet about not coming on your podcast. But but I will say, I want to make it clear, I really like Romeo. Yeah. All I'm saying is that I'm suspicious that Romeo isn't like, like a guy like Romeo, is he really hurting for like, is our ladies just ignoring Romeo? Is that what's happening in real life? It's not uh, my guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, how it so it literally, like-, like it's not like everyone on this show is solely looking for a date. Exactly. So he's on there for the wrong reason. <laughs> they all are then. Exactly. I'm defending Romeo. I'm getting upset. <laughs> I I don't want to be on, on record as saying Romeo sucks. I love Romeo. I just think that he possibly is enjoying a new experience in life. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with meeting and getting engaged. I mean, that's why I went on the show. Yeah. There you go. Which wrong I think- reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I married you, so. It worked out. How did you guys meet? I'm sure you've told the story a lot of times. We we have in our in our number one podcast. I mean, our first episode of our podcast, yeah. we tell the story. But I it, to make a very do you want do you want to tell no, a very very tell. short story? You can tell it. To make a very long story very short, we both went out separately. We did, obviously didn't know who each other was on a very rainy, very unpleasant night to a thing we both didn't really want to go to, and we went by ourselves. And we just so happened to sit down next to each other, not in a way where I was trying to sit down next to her or she was trying to sit down next to me. Yeah. No, we just wanted seats. (laughs) It was just a nice seat to sit down. We were both kind of trying to regroup for different reasons. And I just said, what are you doing here? Yeah. And that was it. That was his line. That's a great, that's a great story. That's a real, that's a real like rom-com story. Right place, right time. It was pretty rock We did meet cute. Including a very heavy umbrella shattering rain. Yeah, it was wow. very rainy. Yeah. I love okay. our meeting story. It's a good one. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I asked that. And for the full story, <laughs> check out episode one of Dear Shandy, wherever you get your podcast. So Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Um the other group date, which we haven't really touched on, was the school date. How do you guys feel about children appearing on this show? Children of any age, of any derivation. Oh, am I supposed to be up in arms over that? <laughs> just, just curious. And do you guys watch a lot of reality TV outside of The Bachelor? I watch Survivor. Oh, we watch Temptation Island. Wow. Do you watch Temptation Island, Juliet? I, I dabble. I go in and out. <gasps> How do With you the, dabble? How the is other Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. The other Mark Wahlberg. He's excellent. He's amazing. Why he's uh, not the host of this show, I don't know, but I won't go into that. Um, but Jeff te- Jeff Probst is the best play-by-play man in the world. Amazing, His yes. Incredible host. It's yeah. just, I would like him to call everything. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, so um, do you, you watch Survivor too? Yes, we have a Survivor podcast, actually. Oh, really? Like to listen to it. Yeah. You know, my little sister is a producer on that show. Oh, she thing? is? Well, yeah, yeah. You, you did mention that. Um, Tyson yeah. from... Many seasons of, of Survivor. Oh, I know who Ty. I've met Tyson yeah. several times. He's a great guy. He hosts our Survivor podcast. It's on Wednesday nights. It's on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. It's called The Pod Is Spoken. Oh, nice. Love Survivor. I love Survivor. Yeah. Me too. This season, this season is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fully caught up, so don't spoil. But yes, okay. it is no really spoilers. good so far. Um, what else? Temptation Island. Anything else we watch? Reality TV? Oh, we we tried AGT. Love is Blind. We is lasted. Is reality TV? What? No. Is AGT reality TV or is that just a game show? We do love America's Got Talent. <laughs> that's not no, That's do. not really though. No, it's not. Um, you guys just love Howie Mandel in your household? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so fun to see people be good at different random sure. things. It's a feel good show. I don't it know. I like great. watching people be be happy. Uh, yes. I relate to that. Same. Yeah. It's very fun. 
And and it, and good people get good things usually on the show. There's a funny story actually about Howie Mandel because you were you filled in for Rachel Lindsay, I believe. No, on, I was supposed to be there with her, but her plane got canceled. Her plane got, but you so you were alone on Good Morning America, and Howie Mandel was actually filling in for um, Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan was yeah. he? There was some weather situation happening that day. Yeah. It was a snowstorm. So so Howie Mandel comes up to Charlene after the taping, and and he's like. So you're you're a real opera singer? Like that's what you do for a living? And she's like, yes. She's like, so why don't you come on the show? And and Charlie was like, nah. <laughs> this did happen. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, the reason I ask is because I there's like just a bunch of different like types of characters that will appear on reality TV that I feel there's a lot of ethical questions around. One being kids, another being doctors, another being mental health professionals. If a mental mm. health professional goes on a television show. I've similar to a West coast finance person. I've got questions. So, <laughs> so I was just curious, like, w- w- you know, if that struck a chord with you guys at all, because I watch so much reality TV that I like, I like laser in on the same things over and over again. So it's interesting talking to people who watch less to see like what, you know, what strikes you. Oh, maybe, Oh, maybe I'm not spending enough time to getting upset about these things, but I thought the well, kids seemed happy to be to there. Upset. No need to to get upset. upset. I was just curious. Just in general, I'm not easily offended by these things, and I just thought the kids had a lot of personality and seemed great. It was probably a cool experience. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any negative side of the kids. I do agree with you on some of the professionals that end up on the show. The professionals. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the kids, I think, are all right. That's always a fun experience. When you're a kid, you don't know what's going on. I mean, they're not being abused or like exploited tremendously. If anything, they were clowning on the 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 cast members. So wait, was Taylor Nolan already licensed when she was on Nick's season? I don't think so. I think she was in school. Oh, okay. Just wondering. I, if I recall correctly, she was quite young on Nick's season. She, she was yeah, like, she was 23, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I think okay. she's still in school. I'm just but trying to think of, of any therapists that have been I think on. that's kind of different if she's going on as a contestant. But like on The Real Housewives, they frequently have like their marriage counselor or like their therapist on. And I'm just like, get a new therapist if they're willing to go on this television show. This is like... <laughs> This is it's not not doing what, what they're supposed to. So, but I thought the kids were cute. Obviously, I also thought I, I thought they were legitimately probably were actors, probably were paid to to appear, which is great. Oh, even better, it. that means yeah. they got money. I yeah. mean, the, the Asian college girl fund. was was pretty solid. She had she had some good acting chops. Oh my gosh, she yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, the other I don't know if the other two are getting paid. Man, I I wish I was a kid actor. <laughs> they weren't well, good, were they? I, I think the kids can really be like disarming in that kind of situation where it's like you kind of have to be goofier. So I was I thought it was a good idea to bring them in so early on in the season yeah. to like kind of like make these dudes act a little sillier and not not try to like show off for Michelle because there was kids around. So I, I thought it was like a smart idea. <laughs> and remember Peter as part of his argument for being upset about Will, he was like, he did it in front of the children. <laughs> what about <laughs> not the children? In front of the kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're that damaged. So funny. They're damaged for life. Like 20 years from now. Oh my God. I now remember it's coming up. He called him a narcissist. <laughs> that narcissist. He called a narcissist. Um, my co-host earlier in the week, Callie, and I were talking about if we could spell all these words ourselves. Do you think you could you would get perfect score on the spelling? I think it was limousine, narcissist, protein. <laughs> I think. I would just say off the top of your head, if you could do it. Sorry, I just, whenever I think of someone misspelling protein, I just die. I think it's the funniest well, it's, thing. It, it brought up, in our podcast, it brought up a, a very important issue of I before E except after C being one of the most absurd rules ever taught. Not it's true. Right, it's right like 80% of the time. <laughs> I mean, if you have a gun to your head and someone says, you know, I before E except after C, I would say yes. But that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know. So, so I'm not giving him the Brendan, what's it, J? Brendan J's. Brandon J. Yeah. I, there's a couple of Brendans. One Brendan had very little time, but. Um, well, I can, I can say with confidence that I could have spelled all of those words correctly. The math, I'm not great at math. I'm good at words. Andy would have gotten the math. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, uh, Brendan's protein was pretty weak. Really bad. But, but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty poor. We made a lot of fun. And it's of not him. because look, if protein was a word that like people almost never used, I'd say okay, I'll give him a pass. But 
like how many times a day do you hear the word protein? Like you can't also, order food without hearing the word protein. The wait, waiter's always asking like, you know, do what protein do you, uh, come on, come on, Brenda, get it together. Have to guess more than half these guys have some protein powder back in their hotel room too, right? Like yes. they're, they're definitely like seeing yes. the word in their daily yes. life the as well. Thing, the word protein is not <laughs> bachelor themed. It was clearly there as like a joke. It was like a free pass. Yeah. And he still got it wrong. Yeah. yeah. I would almost like, go, as, I was, go as far as saying entrepreneur was even worse, but entrepreneur is a that. harder word to spell. But uh, it still was pretty rough. I don't even remember. It's, it looked like a mythical character that he had spelled out. I couldn't even understand what was going on there. Well, combined with the way he couldn't really draw an infinity symbol, he was just having some issues. So, <laughs> Brent, Brenton looks great. Let's just leave it at that. I actually did think that she had chemistry with him. A lot of the time when they're like, oh, chemistry... I never see it, but I actually did think their kiss looked pretty good. And I was like, okay, I, I believe it. Brendan has his strengths. One of them is not knowledge of no. things. And she seemed but okay I, with that. But he's good in other ways. Yeah. The fact that she was still okay with that. She gave him way. a huge pass. Yeah. Yeah. She, she does like genuinely see, oh, seem open to a lot of different guys. Like I, I feel like she, even though she knew Joe before and she seems quite into him, I, I, I do feel like she's kind of like open to the whole experience and like wants to take it all in, which I mm-hmm. think is also fun to watch. Yeah. 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 She's making a lot of connections. Oh, I just love watching her. I love her I fashion. Do too. Yeah. I love how expressive she is. She's so cool. She goes with the flow. I just, I'm like completely obsessed with Michelle. I love watching her. Oh my God. Her. Wow. Have you, yeah. have you met her? No, I don't know any, like I've never met her, never DM'd her or nothing. But I just think that she, like right out of the gate, I love how quick she is. You know, with um, the first person of the limos, it was Nate where he said a really mm-hmm. cheesy line. What did I say? Oh, better Nate than never. Ugh. And she was like, did you come up with that all on your own? Like she was <laughs> yeah. so quick and not afraid to sort of, you know. She's very comfortable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's a good, she's a good conductor of this season. Yeah. Big totally. Capable. Yeah. It's I like how she pushes back. Yes, exactly. And it puts you at ease to watch someone like that. And you know, they're not going to sort of be a doormat. Yeah. But that they're also reasonable, like they have good judgment. I just And good fashion. Charlene, I've never seen Charlene react more emphatically to someone's dress <laughs> well, than Katie's, she did on I, that that uh what was it? The the what was it? I don't know what color that is. I don't even know magenta? what color that is. Magenta. The magenta oh, dress. At the at the uh rose ceremony? Well, there was two actually. That one, yeah, that was also beautiful. But that Yeah, and the other one that was dress. like a slip dress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she looked gorgeous. She looked- she looks amazing. Her her styling and her makeup is so good. Like, yes. I, I can't believe it. Also, I'm so impressed that even when she was crying, her makeup totally stayed intact on the date mm. with Jamie. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they <laughs> just looked like so decorative hot. tears falling down. You know what's funny? For Clarentatious season, I was like so aware of how they were in the desert in July and like how I was like, just must be so hot. Like, I can't believe they're in Palm Springs. They're in Palm Springs again, but a different resort. And I feel like way less conscious of everyone's like sweat and heat. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was a distracting for me, but I kind of keep forgetting this time around for whatever reason. It sort of feels like this is the culmination of many pandemic lessons learned and before that totally. this franchise. Mm-hmm. I actually was thinking it's sort of like they have their A game or yeah. their A, sorry, not A game, A team there. It's almost like with the other seasons they were all spread out and now they have all their like big key producers together oh, yeah. working on this one because it just has such a different vibe. It's it really does. Yeah. What do you think are the other like like contributors to that in the show. Cause I picked up on it too. And I've been trying to think about like, why does it feel different? And I'm, I'm wondering if you've been able to like pinpoint any specific reasons. I don't know if I can't, I'm not sure. I feel like there are key people that need to be mm. there and it's tough for them to be there if they've gone off to Mexico or whatever. Right. I, I'm not sure, honestly, which I, producers need to be there. I think it's more a function of Michelle. I think Michelle well, deserves a lot also. more credit because you, you, the lead creates the things that you don't want to see. They, they right. create dynamics that become not good TV. And Michelle continues to create, you know, positive dynamics within the cast that are fun to watch. Oh, two. Can we talk about two right off the bat? The, sure. One was her directly confronting Peter about his yelling. Excellent. Instead mm. of it, that's so easily in the past. Juliet, we've all seen it, where that would end up taking time away from the other guys and then Peter would be enemy number one and would be this whole thing. She just directly confronted mm-hmm. him about it and didn't make it any other guy's problem. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. And then yeah, the she other, squashed it. 
Yeah, she squashed it instantly. And mm-hmm. what was the other thing she did? It was similar. Was it when she confronted the guys about Joe? When she yeah. was just like explained that, that was handled was, excellently. Yeah, that she was could have had a total meltdown because of that. Yeah, totally, totally. She also one thing I like about the handling of Peter and then this Joe situation, Joe and Jamie or whatever, is that she, she's actually interested in Joe and Jamie. So the fact that there's like drama with them is is worthwhile versus like with Peter and Will. You're just like, why are we wasting our time on this? Like she's exactly. clearly not going to pick them. So right. yeah, it's like Agreed. actually. It feels like a more cohesive storyline. It feels like just narrative improvements is is the way that I've been thinking about it. They like kind uh-huh. of like <laughs> figured it out. Maybe that's because I've been reading. I've been thinking about it that way, but I, I don't know. <laughs> um, at this point, who's your pick to win? I mean, based on this episode, for me, it's Joe. Me too. I feel like I have no information. I have no spoilers, but I said this on earlier in the week. I really feel like Joe's in a self-exit. He does not seem to be enjoying himself. He, I, I think Joe is is being maligned for his amazing poker face. <laughs> I honestly don't think Joe ever shows much more than he's showing. I think this is Joe. Well, here's my thing. I th- okay, so obviously it's between Nate and Joe. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. But I think or Jamie. <laughs> Andy's really don't holding out Jamie for up. Jamie. He loves Jamie. <laughs> Jamie can't win. He lied to her face. He yeah, can't win. he can't win. He's gonna break the mold. Well, I don't. He's think- gonna be the first liar to win the Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You just like villains. That's what I'm learning. He's a good villain. I don't like all villains. I like good villains. (laughs) So I agree. My one thing, so whether or not Joe self-eliminates, I do question whether or not he's able to give enough on an emotional level to Michelle. And she's so expressive and effusive. And I don't know if you get that from him, really. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Nate is more so those things. But uh, But she wants Joe so bad. I mean, in this episode, (laughs) she really did. Yeah. The chemistry there is... is it's so you crazy. think it's Nate? You think it's Nate, Juliet? I guess so. I think it's... I guess. I don't get like a huge Nate and Michelle connection other than it seems like she liked him off the bat. I do think with The Bachelorette, the first impression Rose tends to be pretty telling. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big deal. And also like, I don't know, just as like a woman, I feel like when you feel like you like a guy, it's kind of hard to like be disabused of that until you go through yes. emotions and it ends up horribly or it ends up great one way yes. or the other. So I think that if she like keyed in on him and also Joe, who like, you know, blew her off already, but she's still interested. It's like she has to experience, she has to experience it for herself. Like being told I agree. one thing is not. I think I think she's going to see the Joe story all the way through. Although I, I, do think that the only chance Joe has of not winning is leaving himself. I do believe. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, Andy likes to be black and white. It's 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 good for what, a podcast. Once, I'm more once ghosted on DM, you never forget. I mean, you always try is, to write that wrong. <laughs> absolutely. It's like you. I, I would be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this situation. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you feel. Oh. Like exactly. you made me feel or whatever. <laughs> and then you're married with kids and you're like, wait a minute, this is all about a ghosting DM? It went too far trying to get <laughs> vengeance. Went too far. Um, Charlene and Andy, thank you so much for joining me. For more of your commentary, check out Dear Shandy. Do you have a preferred platform for people to check you out? YouTube? Uh, the YouTube, YouTube is, 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 yeah. We, we make the YouTube pretty interactive and mm-hmm. we include clips and things like that. But I mean, if people want to listen, that's also And you cool. get to see Charlene's many changing outfits. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I have. It's the one thing I have to dress up for. So I, I go all out. It's funny you say that. Um, this morning I had to move my car and I was like, what should I wear? I'm going outside. It was like very exciting for me. And it was just a, my car for a short period of time. But I, so I, I feel that deeply. Party. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'll be back on Tuesday with Callie and check out the Ringer Reality TV podcast. And thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. <laughs> 